previously on TV Tuners. Swanson, what did you put in the capsules? Mr. President, I regret to inform you the Pope is a secret Muslim. I've got too much broccoli! He made you suck? Gerald's in the hospital! You will be my greatest creation. And now TV Tuners continues. Hi there, and welcome to TV Tuners. It's a television podcast for the true fanatic. It's a weekly dive into the latest TV news and reviews. With me, as always, is my co-host and secret agent man, Stairmaster. Puzzle Top! Oy vey! Dreidel, uh-huh. dreidel, dreidel! My cousin made a mess. What? <laughs> That's it, you got it. And with us, as always, is our other co-host and actress who just wants to be out of this mess, Kia Rain. Hello. Is that a reference to the show we watched, or are you just saying that about me? Uh, hard to tell. I'll let you decide. Because both would be pretty accurate, so I was a little confused. Well, you know, you just have to search your own feelings. You gotta live your own truth. Okay, I'll think about it. Uh, yes. What'd you guys watch this week? Oh, I finished watching uh, Narcos Season 4. I would say, on the whole, it's better than Season 3. It's uh, a lot more... The cast is a lot more interesting, even if you don't have Pedro Pascal anymore. I don't know. I'm pretty sure you can't have Narcos without Pablo Escobar. Oh, he shows I saw up this in billboard. I saw this billboard that says, quote... Narcos is all about Pablo Escobar. You can't have the show without him. <laughs> That's oddly specific. A, Where did you yeah, see this? Yeah, what a very specific billboard. Where did you see this? Yeah. On the highway. In what country? In the United States of America. Oh, I thought it was like Columbia or something. All right, everyone, please stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. Oh, okay. Are you go, go ahead, Swanson. Get us started on that. Uh... <laughs> Are we really doing this? Welcome to the flag. <laughs> welcome to the flag, yo. Welcome to the flag, yo. This is my flag, ho. Welcome to the flag, yo. <laughs> this is America, and we're here today to say <laughs> this is... <laughs> the American we're going to talk way. about the country in an American way. <laughs> Freedom's got me feeling okay. Let's, uh, you guys really know the pledge. Yeah, we're we're big fans of America. <laughs> what did you watch, Keo Rain? Uh, I finished watching Bodyguard. Wow. <gasps> Good to hear that, mom. What did you think? What you think? What you, what'd you think of it? it? Was good, mom. <laughs> I had a very good time, mom. Yeah, I have, uh, I'm like halfway through Bodyguard. Maybe if you'd watched it better, we could actually talk about it. 
Yeah, we could we could just spoil the whole thing right now if you would if you'd watched it, Swanson. I mean, I don't know. There's probably not a whole lot left to spoil. There's one really stupid plot twist that kind of brings the whole thing down at the end. Hmm. And kind of just seems wholly unnecessary. Kind of made it feel I like it was, we were it. watching Twenty Four. We were watching Twenty Four. <laughs> yeah, I thought this was British Twenty Four. Mm, I guess. Sorry, mom. I'm gonna. Have Didn't to you get that scene where <laughs> where Bud looks in the mirror and Jack Bauer's reflection is there, <laughs> and he winks at him. I'm not you, mom. You can't tell me what to do. And why does they call Jack Bauer mom? That's the <laughs> well. Actually, that's he's saying, ma'am. Well, don't you remember that scene where? No, he says mom, not not even ma'am. Where he for some one plays that giant tree that births him. Yeah, and like then uh, the home secretary comes to like uh, comfort him in bed, and he <laughs> sees Jack Bauer's uh, face and hers, and chokes her. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty intense. Yeah, I didn't really get what that meant, but you know, it, it was just pretty shocking. Yeah, I just thought it was like vague symbolism. Mm. I thought it was literally he was born from a tree. <laughs> All right. Let's get to the news, huh? Huh? Uh, events happened? Things have been happening. Have they? Tell hey, us. Hey, Space Cowboys. You ready for Netflix's new announcement? Uh, what is it? No. Netflix announced that they're doing a live-action Cowboy Bebop TV show. <sighs> what? Why? Okay, what's what's the plan here, Chief? Are they just going to remake all 26 episodes, including the Mushroom one? Uh, you know, maybe. The I one mean, that was incredibly know. reliant on animation as a medium. There's, uh, there's nothing that's actually explained other than that it's a live-action adaptation of Cowboy Bebop that's 10 episodes long, so... Mm. Right, well, I'm going to predict it right now. Spike's going to be a breakdancer in this adaptation. Oh, wow. Why? And they're going to have like a whole episode where he's just he's just dancing. I guess that would... Uh, that somehow makes his movement... That somehow makes his fighting style way less cool. <laughs> yeah. It turns out he's just really good at dancing. <laughs> who are they? I mean that tracks, but still. I mean, who are they going to cast as Spike? I mean, we all know it's going to be a white dude who looks like Chris Pine, but uh, why not Chris Pine? <laughs> oh, all right. Here's Maybe. my here's my cast for Spike. Nicholas Cage. I would actually be on board with you, that. You did it. Like that. Would, That's him right yeah, there. Just, just put him in a big seat. wig. In the TV I'm seats. living. I'm living in the same dream over and over again. <laughs> I see the past in my right eye. I just want to know if I'm still alive. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I'd be all right with that. Mm. You know, either that or Morgan Freeman for Spike. <laughs> Oh, I no, Morgan, Morgan Freeman, Freeman would play the Native American guy, and his. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, there's no actual explanation for what's happening. The series is being written by the guy who did Thor Ragnarok, so maybe that's good. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I think Thor and Cowboy Bebop are very different things. That's true. Uh, The original series creator is apparently going to be a consultant, but that means literally nothing. (laughs) Easy ideas, guy. Half the time when you're a consultant, you you just say, "Oh, this is awful. This is terrible." Please, they ignore you. no. <laughs> I think that was his direct quote when asked about the live action adaptation. <laughs> just let it be. What more could you say? We made a movie and everything. <laughs> uh, I also duly noted, sir. I also heard they're going to remove the jazz soundtrack and throw <laughs> some heavy metal. Wait, but then how are they going to adapt the heavy or, metal or what's episode? The deal? They're going to put jazz in it. Uh, so it just could be a space trucker listening to jazz? Yeah. <laughs> that tracks. The future is very different. But they're not going to do like new heavy metal. It's going to be like mid-2000s heavy metal. Oh, no. They're going to get like disturbed on Wah! the soundtrack. <laughs> 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 They're going to get Drowning Pool in there. Become a fly. <laughs> anyway, this is, uh, this can't be good. Yeah. I bet you Faye's probably going to be some blonde lady. <laughs> Doesn't Netflix have a really good track record for anime adaptations? Like Death Note? The Death Note movie, you mean? Yeah, everyone says that was pretty great. And, and the Full Metal Alchemist, that was really oh, good God. too, right? Did that come out? Yeah, that's been out. Is that... Did you actually... Wait, hold on. Has anyone seen it? Anyone? Yeah, did you watch it, Kiori? I saw screen caps of it. Oh. How did that How did that go down? It didn't look good. So, I'm sure this is going to be hold great, on, guys. Hold on, guys. Are anime adaptions Netflix's plan to deal with losing the Marvel series is... I think anime in general, because they also announced that they're going to get Neon Genesis Evangelion. I think it's pronounced Evangelion. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know what that what that means. I think they've been trying to get get that re-released for a long time. They had issues or something, right? I oh, guess. Uh, yeah, I don't know. They made a big deal about announcing oh, it. Like, yeah, check out what we got, bitches. It's been like tossed around like the Terminator franchise from company to company. Like originally ADV think... had it. Then Funimation if... had it and now Netflix has it. How long until they do a live action adaptation of that? Oh. Isn't that what Chronicle is? I don't know, is it? That's what everyone who watched it said. Anyway, this is a good as this is as good a time as any to remind everyone that a live action Cowboy Bebop is pretty much just Firefly. <laughs> the end. It's Firefly minus like the Confederacy undertone, so better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, we're '90s children, huh? sort of. Yes. Uh, and one thing we all definitely. remember from the '90s. Is Sega versus Nintendo the fight to the death? <laughs> the fight for our history. 
Who can remember? Black who can Mike forget? Still lives on in my heart. It's, it lives on in all hearts of the '90s children, which is why they're uh, currently resurrecting it as a miniseries about the console wars. Uh, like a documentary, or what's what's the? I think it's story gonna be now? like it's gonna be like a yeah, like it's, a dramatization. It's gonna be like Narcos. Tom Klinsky's gonna shoot some. Yeah, it opens up with. It opens up with Donkey Kong killing Vector Man. Oh no! And starting the, con- the Great so- Console yeah, War. Yeah, the Southern guy's just like, I don't know how the story ends. <laughs> definitely doesn't have a happy ending. I can't tell you how the Console Wars end, or if they ever do. <laughs> but yeah, it's based off of a book about the Console Wars. Is and it I guess it's going to be a mini Console Wars? Yes. <laughs> so, is it going to be about like business yes. guys in suits like, walking around, like, talking, jumping around? Yes, like Tom Kalinsky driving cars. Sega America. Do you think they're going to have a guy be Miyamoto? Yeah, bro. Ah, hmm. Well, he was a creative type back then. He... Or uh, who's sh- the guy? Who's the guy who made Sonic? Ah, uh, me. Oh, Kyoran, you made Sonic. Well, I made a picture of Sonic. Not well, Yuji Naga. He only created the idol animation. It was, uh, what's his name? I don't know. Something Nakayama. Mr. Needle Mouse? <laughs> Mr. Needle Mouse. What, what if they both get swords and they fight? Oh, Naoto Oshima. Okay, yeah. Uh, him and Miyamoto get swords and they fight. <sighs> that seems accurate. And they're like, only one can rule. Mm. Oh, apparently the book who's supposed to be adopted by Seth Rogen as a future film. Yeah, but now he's adapting it as a uh, TV series. Mm. I was gonna just men- I was about to mention that actually that Seth Rogen. Sorry, adapting this. I promise I won't do any more independent research. I mean, it's fine. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, I'm not really sure what like this could this could possibly entail that would make it interesting. <laughs> I mean, it's a tragedy. I mean, you have Sega coming up from the rags to riches and then completely just cell-phoning massively. Yeah. Uh, the quote for the story is that uh, this is this is going to focus on the behind-the-scenes story of how Sega took on the juggernaut Nintendo and revolutionized the video game industry. Which is a oddly pro-Sega stance, given how this ends. Yeah. Did you know that Sega was technically an American company at its inception? It was founded by some uh, American servicemen who wanted to get like some pinball machines and occupy Japan. Or post-war Japan, one of the two. I hope there's an extended sequence in this where they talk about the guy who did the Sega sound. <laughs> I hope there's like a montage where they get the Sega scream for the commercials just right. <laughs> no, more passion! You gotta sound so, like yeah, a madman. It's, like it's like them in a recording studio. <laughs> the guy, Sega! You know, <laughs> he's like, no, no, I need more passion. He like throws his headset across the room. Sega, You're not getting it. Sega, Sega, there, that's it. That's our there. new sound. Hot damn, that's <laughs> it. That's the new sound you've been looking for. Maybe they'll have a brief Bill Clinton or cameo when the Mortal Kombat controversy happens. 
Yeah, maybe. Maybe they'll like. I guess that was more of a Lieberman a... thing. Do you think they'll make a sequel where it's uh, Nintendo and Sony? Mm, that's not as interesting. It's kind of. It was kind of one sided how Sony just made Nintendo eat their lunch for two generations yeah. in a row. What if Sega, like. In the end, Sega valiantly saves its life, weakening the forces <laughs> of Nintendo. And Sony swoops in to steal the victory. Oh no. That that also is that's kinda like a read you could do if you messed distorted history a little bit. <laughs> Sony and Sega had like a were considering cooperation on the fifth generation of consoles, but it never really happened. What if they had a sequence where Sony takes a blood sacrifice from a Sega employee and puts it into the PlayStation. And it makes the PlayStation 2. Yeah. And every Dreamcast just bursts into flames simultaneously. <laughs> yeah. Damn. This is a good show. I can't wait to watch it. Oh. Guys, I'm not going to lie. The world would have been a better place if Sega was still making consoles. I feel like things would have been much different. Yes. In a better way. Al Gore would, be, would have been president, probably. Yes. Global warming wouldn't be a thing. 9-11 would not have happened. Okay, okay. imagine this. Al Gore does a, does a series of campaign ads where he's playing the Sega Dreamcast. <laughs> would he win? Yes. And both his rec- his numbers and the Dreamcast sales skyrocket. Yes. I mean, there's <laughs> no, it's not like he could pick a bad game to play. That library was golden. And yeah, and then then that's it catapults us into a golden age. Yeah, I could see that happening, really. The Dreamcast gets all the good games and then uh, everyone remembers Sega as the prime the the greatest game makers. <laughs> they decide to make a Dreamcast 2 that's one giant supercomputer and it becomes self-aware and becomes our new <laughs> machine king. Leading us into a golden age. We pray before. <laughs> and the somehow this does not backfire at all. It's just, it's just good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just good. Sega's good at programming. <laughs> uh, honestly, the Sega Dreamcast could make for a decent documentary. That's a very. I mean, that's the choice. sequel they're waiting for. Anyways, all what right. else is in the news? Uh, that's it for the news. Good. But there is a new segment. Hit the theme, stare. Everybody dance now. Okay, well, there's no dancing involved in this segment. Oh, dang. I was getting ready to dance. Well, maybe you can dance. I mean, there's no, like, mandatory dancing anyway. So this this new segment is called Complete the Sentence, and oh boy. the way this works is I'm I'm going to start a sentence, and each of you uh, will complete it. Whoever makes a better sentence wins the okay, round. Fair enough. I see no problem. And before we start, I need I need you guys to agree not to get mad at the prompt I gave you. Okay. Uh sure, I guess. Okay, so he- here's prompt number one. <clears throat> Your mom is coming to dinner tonight. Okay, that's very wholesome stare, thank you. What about you, Swanson? Eats my butt. Oh! oh. How could you say that about my mom, Swanson? You uh, I mean, it, uh, I don't know, that's what happens. 
You're just highly offensive. I can't believe you. I can't believe you said that. Hey, man. Well, truth hurts. Swanson's a problem child. Swanson, you're deeply offensive, and you you lose the first round. That's just absolutely going to stairmaster. That. Oof. Oof. All right. There. So here's the next one. There is never a bad time for. Cars. Wait, no, fuck. Is that the full sentence? <sighs> Alright, well, you, you tried Stairmaster. I'm sorry. Say that one more time. Say the the prompt one more time, Kioran. There is never a bad time for... And Stair's answer was... There's never a bad time for cars. Refrigerators. <laughs> Hmm. So l- l- let me think this one over. Swanson says there's never a bad time for refrigerators, but what about when you've got a hot meal that you're about to eat? Well, you'll need that when you're done. Yeah, I mean, but only if you don't finish the meal and you and well, well yeah, t- it's there for and- you. It, it's not like okay. It's not like sitting there waiting for you, like go, uh, slowly encroaching towards you. It's just the refrigerator. Okay. Kieran. Okay, you're thinking about cooling the food down, but what if you need to cool yourself down because the meal's so hot? Mm. All right, Stare, you're not—you don't want to support your opponent. Oh, okay. Yes, one such a stupid doo doo head. <laughs> yeah, you want to show absolute bias in, in judging these questions because you don't want Swanson to win. Oh, you're right. That'd be very bad. Would it? I didn't say what was going to happen to yeah. the loser. So you strongly hinted it to me. I you did. Wrote me that letter in the mail. I did. I didn't get a letter. <laughs> okay, but to, to go back to Stairmasters, there's a lot of bad times for cars. Mm. Accidents. For example, for example, when you're trying to sleep, you don't want those engines revving. <laughs> what about an RV? You can sleep in those. Yeah, but what if there's cars? That's a vehicle. <laughs> a car- RV's a car. No, it's, it's not. It's got four wheels. It's got like a face like a car. <laughs> I'm going to need you to unpack that. <laughs> it's got the he's got the grill, it's got, f- it's got the headlights, and it's got the rectangle shape. Uh yes, the They're face hand gestures. Uh, right there. We yeah, call that the face, face there, of the master. car. Alright, so you guys are tied now. Swanson gets the second round. Oh no. And this this last one, uh you guys have to be careful. Oh dear. Okay. Prompt number three. Three enormous black men. Had a good time eating a meal. Helped me change my tires. Very good. You guys, uh, very wholesome. (laughs) I was about to say, go to the NBA championship. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I didn't say they were competing or spectating. I mean, that's still not bad. <laughs> Lots of people can have a good time at the NBA championship. I don't know. I think there's some stereotyping involved in formulating that. Whoa, Keo Ryan, are you saying that black people don't want to go see LeBron James? Well, I'm not saying that at all. I'm, I'm just saying it's a little it's a little suspect to immediately go there. Man, can you imagine how sad it would be if like the black community turned on basketball? 
Yeah, that would be pretty sad. <laughs> I'd be I'd reason. be heartbroken. <laughs> or maybe they just like grew apart. Okay, well, I'm I'm trying to trying to oh. think now who wins this round because you both gave very wholesome, positive answers. <laughs> well, I will say that eating dinner is nice. It's a nice thing to do with friends. It's good to help people out, even if you don't know them. And I think them eating a meal is consistent with their large <laughs> size because you got to eat to be big, right? That's true. I didn't say anything about their size. Their, go, anybody can eat a meal if you get it. Oh, I'm just, I'm just saying uh, into. It, you use the prompt to put something that fit their description that they're eating because they're they're enormous. Oh, I thought you meant I like mean, really muscular and tall, not like rotund. Well, it doesn't matter. If you're going to get muscular and tall, you got to eat. Mm. However, I don't really see the relation between being enormous and uh, fixing a tire. Oh, they lit the car up. I didn't have a jack <laughs> in that scenario. <laughs> so they just use objection <laughs> stairmaster is stating that they have some sort of inhuman strength because they're different he said they were enormous <laughs> i assume big muscles <laughs> okay well here's the question how strong do you have to be to lift well a there's car three of them two, so two people. actually not that strong well two people have to lift the car the third person has to put the tire well, on Well, no, no no i'll put the tire on while the three of them lift it so the problem was that you couldn't lift the car. Not by myself. <laughs> I mean, if I did lift the car, who would put the tire in? You like you knew how to change the tire. You just didn't have the jack. Yeah, <laughs> it was very inconvenient. And thankfully, these men came along and were like, "Oh yeah, we'll take this. We'll help you out. Let yes. me lift this car." Well, let's lift it collectively. Right, this is real suspect there. I don't. I don't trust you on this one. This one to what? <laughs> they were just being helpful with their powerful. This story biceps. sounds like. This story sounds like something a, a Republican politician would say. Oh no, you're right. <laughs> I was, uh... Help. That's that's the only example we could, the fathers we could think of, is that three enormous black men showed up. This, here, this sounds like a defense I'd hear Jeff Sessions make. Oh, no! Well, I was helped by uh, three large black men, and oh, no. they helped me change my tire. I guess I gotta leave the DSA now. <laughs> Alright, well, as the loser, Sir Master, you have to drink this mystery drink. Oh, no. Ah, it burns. Yeah, so we're gonna find the effects out real soon. Did, wait, do you even know what that was? What that was? I have no idea. Oh, uh oh. Yeah, I just found it, and I was thinking this would be a good punishment for losing the, the segment. So, well, what a good time. It's time for yet another segment that's become synonymous with our show, popular even. It's time for What's On. Hit the theme, Keo Ray. Bum, 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 bum. What's On? Oh, nice. Yes, that's right. It's What's On, where I give you folks the titles of upcoming episodes of TV, and you have to guess what they're about. And also, you get bonus points if you happen to guess the television show itself. Let's jam. All right. This first episode is titled, I Need My Mom. <laughs> oh, dear. 
Okay, so this kid right, gets so lost you... at the mall. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it? Yeah. Okay. Alright, so there's this child, this small child at at home alone. And it's like the movie Home Alone, except the child doesn't know how to stop the burglar. <laughs> Whoa, wait. Oh, no. <laughs> so they just, like, come in and terrorize the kid? Yeah, and the kid needs their mom. And that's it. Okay. Maya is temporarily unable to care for the kids due to an injury. So Emmett and David reluctantly hire a babysitter, only to discover their lives may be better for it. <laughs> what? Do they fuck her? The babysitter? Uh, I mean, it's not its not explicitly said. I guess you have to watch the episode to find out. Yeah. This is an episode of NBC's new show, I Feel Bad. I don't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember what this show's about. I Feel Bad? Yes, it's called I Feel Bad. It's oh. a documentary of Stairmaster's life. I feel so bad. <laughs> My spirit's weak. Somebody, please, what's wrong? I heard with the season me? finale episode's called "My Arm Hurts." <laughs> I just all right. Yeah, hmm? mostly just feeling groggy and yucky all the Did time. Did I win because I was the one who involved that being at home? Yeah. Uh, yes, I'll give it to Kiora. Yes. Suck it, Stare. All right. You're gonna lose two in a row. Okay. This next one is called Specimen Two Thirty Four Plus. P-A-P-R plus Outbreak. <laughs> okay. So there's there's some kind of epidemic in, in the school system where the teachers are giving out just way too many essays. <laughs> Whoa. I was going to think... That's all I like, got. The astronauts came back from space and there's like the, this green goop that's infecting everyone. So this handsome man and lady at the CDC have to figure it out. With an... <laughs> okay. A vial containing a deadly virus is stolen from the Center of Disease Control in Atlanta, and MacGyver and the team race to recover oh, no! before the thief unleashes a global pandemic. Obviously, this is MacGyver. Uh, Stare gets that one. Yes! Suck it, Kieran. He was pretty close. I guess. <laughs> All right. This next one is called Hold the Salt. Mm. So somebody had a horrible heart attack, and now they're on a low-sodium diet, so they have to hold the salt. (laughs) But it's very hard because there's a lot of people eating tasty, (laughs) delicious, salty food in front of them. Okay, so I assume the show takes place at a restaurant. Okay. And like the new state board or federal regulations require them to reduce the salt in their meals. And that's causing strife because they need flavor. <laughs> Alright. Dan questions Peter's motives when he learns about the po- the pricey Christmas gift Jackie purchased for her new unemployed boo. Elsewhere, Mark and Mary write up their Christmas wish list while Darlene receives advice from an unlikely source. Oh, fuck this is off. the Rose. <laughs> this is the Roseanne-less, uh, sh- the Roseanne-less Roseanne show, The Connors. Uh, 
I guess that's a neither or situation. Although Keo did somehow uh, accurately get that Dan did have a heart attack at one point in time. <laughs> I went. Nobody so wins. I'll, I'll give that point to Keo. Right? We're all losers today. All right. Here's the next one. Welcome to the dinner guest. Oh no. Do we can we skip this one? Because this is just gonna be a tie. Why? Come on, Kiel, you know what I know. There's an eccentric uncle in town. Oh <laughs> Okay, so the white family is attending the black family's dinner, and there's gonna be some strife because of cultural differences. Hmm. Sounds like you know what this show is. <laughs> Perhaps. Hmm. You wanna guess it? Uh, the hood? The neighborhood? What was it called? (laughs) It is the neighborhood. What was your actual thing? You you said there's the white family's having someone over and it causes strife? No, the black family has the white family over. Oh, okay. Well, let's see how it goes. When Calvin and Tina learn Marty has a new girlfriend, Chloe, they insist he invite her over for dinner with surprising results. Ah! Uh, surprisingly, no mention of the White family at all in this. That's <laughs> gonna write them out. Uh, but Keo, our stairmaster, was right. He, it is the neighborhood, so he does get a point for How that. How did you know? <laughs> Maybe by the title. The dinner yeah, guest. Welcome That's so to big. the welcome, dinner guest. Welcome to the dinner guest. <laughs> oh, that stupid format of theirs. I, I, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, so so Stair's actually in the lead right now with yes. that bonus point and the show. All right. This is the it's the last one. You could tie it, Kyore, and thus negate whatever damage could possibly happen to you if you lose. Presumably to your kneecaps. This episode is... Well, Swanson is like looking at that crowbar a whole lot. It's my trusty crowbar. All right, this episode is titled Ronald R- Ronald Reagan's White House Collectible Pen. Uh-oh. Uh, there's a auction, and the white bumbling dad wants to get the pen, but the wife is like, <laughs> No, we gotta save for college! For our kids! My, the wife sounds like early Simpsons Marge. <laughs> yes. So is this an episode of The Simpsons? I hope not. Uh, no, Kieran. Oh, I, I was actually guessing that. But, oh. So, there's a man, he collects pins, and his Ronald Reagan one's missing, and there's there's a kid, and he's in trouble, because it's his fault. Mm. Hmm. All right. Will is thrilled to throw the first grade parent social so that he can use this event to springboard his anti-fart smartphone platform. <laughs> so he's he an ropes an- his... Hmm? So he's an anarcho-primitivist? I guess. He ropes his new love interest, Dr. Dewan, into helping him, but his plan doesn't work out quite like he had hoped. Douglas offers to have the social at his house so he can exact revenge on his rival dermatologist, Mark. Oh who God. Douglas is convinced stole his prized pen. 
Ooh, no. Well, at least there's a pin involved. Okay, I definitely win that one. Well, Keo Rain has done it. He's uh, avoided the crowbar <laughs> by tying the game. Yes. That's been another exciting installment of What's On. <laughs> a tie, everyone's favorite sort of outcome. Everyone loves a good draw. Oh, he's going to find these excuse to use that crowbar at some point, Stair, so don't get your oh, hopes dear. up. Maybe someday. Old old Crowy will get the uh, the chance to sing again. <laughs> All right. Well, we watched the television show, didn't we, guys? What? Uh-huh. Yeah. It was like a... Okay. There was like a... Michael Shannon was there, and he had a mustache. <laughs> no. That's true. They're making stuff up. Also, the guy from on. Generation Kill was there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Heck yeah, and... you remember him. Oh, yeah. You mean Captain America? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, all right. So we watched AMC and the BBC's crossover <laughs> mashup. <laughs> yes. Uh, we watched the Little Drummer Girl. Their miniseries, their co-produced miniseries. Which is an adaptation of the Robert Lacar novel. Is that right? I don't I knew know. it was a novel. I don't uh, know if that was his first name. It might be Richard. He was also the same guy Same thing, wrote, Robert Richard. He was, whatever. he was also the guy who wrote Tinker Taylor's Soldier Spy. Oh, so he's like a spy novelist. Yes. He's yeah, like a Tom, I had the... He's like hmm? Tom Clancy, but more European and more sexual. Sensual. That's more sexual more and sensual. sexual sensual. Yes. It's, too, it's true. Tom Clancy isn't really known for being <laughs> sexual or sensual. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, so yeah, this is a sh- this is a show about a drummer girl, and she plays her drums for us. <laughs> Did she p- for like thirty whole straight minutes? I just what was up with that? Yeah, she she keeps just brup a papa ing. Yeah, and there's a lot of percussion going on in the opening scene as well. Yeah. Anyway, we get a we get an opening segment of uh, these people inside their house, living their life. The, these people. <laughs> wow, Swanson! I can't believe you said that. Uh, they're people. What do you want from me? You call them these people, the wholesome Jewish family that's just living their lives. Until suddenly, a lady shows up and gives them a bag. And it blows up. It's a bomb. And this one guy miraculously survives, but... Well, he was outside. Yes, that's a miracle that he was outside and not with the bomb. Oh, yeah. And whenever I get a new bag, I just look at it. He sort of looks yeah, like... He sort of looked like the angry video game nerd at first, but then the lighting changed. And you got a better look at him, and he looks a little bit more like Michael Douglas. Yeah. Do they say anything about what this guy does or why the family was targeted? I think he's related to, like, the diplomatic. He's, like, an attache or something. Hmm. But, yeah, uh, this lady watches as the place blows up, and then we get credits. Yeah, they're opening credits. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, and then we get Michael Shannon with his mustache and his uh, his his curly hair, and he comes up and he's... He's being all mysterious and creepy. And Jewish. Okay. <laughs> I can't believe we just said that. 
Okay. I mean, yeah, he is being Jewish. He's uh, <laughs> he's an Israeli working for some sort of clandestine organization. Mm. But really, he's just working for Mossad. Yeah. You know how it is. Yeah. He's one of those guys like uh, the people in Munich who just sort of hunt terrorists. Yeah. Using any means necessary. Let's go. We've all done. We've all been there. We've all done that. Who among us hasn't hunted down terrorism terrorists? Uh, terrorists. They no, have. they hunt down other That's terrorists. That's not true. Oh. Yeah. You think like all terrorists are aligned with each I other? I thought they had like class solidarity or something. <laughs> no, 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 no. You do not understand how the world works. <laughs> <laughs> that but sounds yeah. like something someone on this show would say yeah uh we get a lot of michael shannon sort of talking to his like superiors and his uh teammates and oh, they're yeah. all they all usually say uh well we we could just kill him now if we wanted to no we need an insider and then they're like we can't count on gentile loyalty yeah they're, they're not wrong uh <laughs> Yeah. Mm, I'm not sure about that, Swanson. <laughs> I think there's some it's treasure. True, it's true. The Gentiles are pretty loyal, actually. Well, some of them. I think there's some good ones out in there, out in the bunch. Uh, I don't know. Are you sure? Are you sure, Stare? <laughs> no, they're all worthless. We did kill Jesus. Yeah. Oh wait, they did. <laughs> yeah. When are they going to apologize for that? <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> but yeah, uh, in between scenes of Michael Shannon's character slowly un- unraveling his plan, we get to, uh, yeah, we go to our other co-protagonist, actress yes. lady. Yeah, Charlie. Uh, she's an English actress who we we first see her is trying out for some sort of role, and she seems very. And uh, she she seems to re- be recalling some romantic encounter that she had. Mm. What's your uh, the show, yeah. Hmm? Never mind. The show does a lot of jumping in and out of time in like a sort of labyrinth in way. Oh, not like Labyrinth, starring David Bowie. Unfortunately, some would describe the show as a time adventure. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that how you would describe it, Kiara? Mm. No, that's that's very inaccurate. Other people would, for sure. Though. Yeah, I would say this people is people who I will not name. The Goy cannot know about our time machine. Leave no witnesses. <laughs> I would say this show is the definition of a slow burn. Yes. Probably because it's based off a book. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this uh, this show takes its time sort of unraveling the uh, everything that happens. And I don't know if I can actually say it, if I can actually say I understand all of what's going on quite yet. Mm. By the end of this first episode. But uh, yeah, this actress lady, uh, her troupe gets invited by a mysterious man <laughs> to go to Greece. And they don't find this weird at all. And they hang out, That's normal. And they hang out on the beach. It's nice. Also, yeah, there's the... one good scene around here where, he's, where Michael Shannon's establishing a team. And his manager seems very hesitant to give him guys. <laughs> Like he oh. asks for ten, and he gives in hopes of only because he only expects to get five, and that's that's a way to 
reinforce stereotypes, huh? <laughs> Ten team members? Come on. How about eight? I've only got so many men. Anyways, they're on the beach and this mysterious guy's hanging out on the rock nearby. Yeah. Played by like... played by mm-hmm. a Swedish actor. What's his name from Generation Kill? Stellar Skateboard. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's Alexander Skarsgård. <laughs> Same thing. And uh, he's there. He's bathing. There's a lot of tension this episode between them. The friends don't seem to like him all that much, but Charlie's intrigued. Yeah, and uh, she like calls him out one time, and the next the next time he's like, "Hey, you called me out, and that makes me attracted to you in some sort of way." I who, guess. Who wouldn't like this quiet stalker? Also, guy? he's reading conversations with Aliende. Have you seen his body, Keo Ren? <laughs> okay, good point. Also, he just so, he just so confidently dives into that water. Yeah, I couldn't do that. I can't. I don't swim. know how beaches work. I can't swim. I wish I was at the beach. It looked nice. You just said you couldn't swim. <laughs> I mean, I could lay there on you the sand and put sunscreen on other people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he he just observe. <laughs> Go to the beach and watch people live their lives. With binoculars. But yeah. Uh, right, Swanson? What are you saying, Kieran? I'm just saying, Swanson. Isn't that what you do at the beach? I can neither confirm nor deny that's what I do at the beach. Okay. That's fine. You don't have to talk about it. It might be a little sensitive for you. Interesting. You know, maybe I do that at the beach. I don't know. <laughs> you know why are you watching what I do at the beach? There's a lot of people watching the show. Like, they spend half the episode just Michael Shannon and friends spying on the terrorist boy with their binoculars. Yeah, and the, yeah. And one guy's really mad that they're just sitting there. He's like, why don't we blow him up with a bazooka? Why don't we get to watch him fuck? <laughs> we could do it. We've done it before. Yeah. Uh, and Michael Shannon explains that his whole point, the whole point of the brother is, is that he's the younger brother of a... Uh, of the actual ringleader of this terrorist. So. Aren't there like four of them? Yes, but he he seems to only be concerned with the younger brother and then this other guy that the younger brother, like the younger the brother. Big brother's like a bomb genius. Yeah. Because it's like 1979 and being able to fit a bomb in like a suitcase is pretty wild. Well, bombing things was very popular back in the 70s and 80s. At least Unlike now. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter. Are you going to say it doesn't happen much? I think all the good bomb makers in the West are gone. I don't know. The East took all our good bomb making jobs. (laughs) China is taking all of our bomb makers. Look, we don't have any bomb makers anymore. I'm bringing back clean bombs. (laughs) All right. Um, Yeah, so... She calls out uh, Alex Alex Skarsgård's character, and he's all like, "Huh? Did you? Would you like to go to Athens with me? Would you like to suck?" <laughs> he pretty much asked that, but uh, she's like, "Hmm, maybe." We also get uh, a scene where Michael Shannon is creating the perfect holding cell, <laughs> the dark room. Yeah, <laughs> he's creating the perfect room where no one can hear you scream. Uh. 
Oh man, I wonder what. Yeah, I wonder what they're gonna use that for. Uh, probably, probably nothing fun. It's gonna be just like a party room where you put the terrorist in there and just like say, "Oh, hey, it's time to have a great old dance in here," and and bring in the drums and pl- and like. Oh yeah, yeah, because they're in like a housing complex. What he's making is like a room where you can party and no one will know that there's a party going on. <laughs> yeah, his parents will never find out. <laughs> Man, that's good. If only the kids at house, and if only the kids in classic '90s movie House Party had that. Anyways, uh, they track the terrorist guy down as he's trying to cross the border from Greece into Turkey. Yeah, and yeah. They have, we get a good old-fashioned kidnapping scene where they use a honey trap, honey pot, yeah, he's, whatever. He, he, he impresses a lady with his new technological car that has a lock-unlock switch. It's electronic. Whoa. And, uh, yeah, she she gets him to fall for it. Yeah, she's like, show me again. again. Yeah, and a bunch of guys just run up and point guns at him. And then a bunch him. of guys in baklavas. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a, that's a good idea. When you're kidnapping people, tied your face, yeah. Yeah, unless you're unless it's like narcos and you're the cops. Yeah, I made that mistake once, not hiding my face. So yeah, now, uh, now Key is banned from the European Union. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. I don't know what Kia was doing there to begin with. Mm. Kidnapping people. Oh well, that explains that. <laughs> So yeah, Skarsgård and uh, Charlie are at the uh, live at the Acropolis. Literally, uh, literally, they, uh, he he mysteriously drives her to the Acropolis at one hundred and twenty. Oh wait, no. Well, no, he's still going pretty fast then. Yeah, and it's very romantic. Kind of, but they don't fuck. It's, it's very fun. romantic, but then it gets very creepy, which is sort of this guy's entire mo. Yeah. Romantic than creepy? Yeah. yeah, that's pretty much the vibe I've been getting from this guy this entire time. But he was creepy at the start. Wasn't he, like, following them around and no, stuff? No, he was just yeah, hanging but, out on the beach. Coincidentally. Yeah, but now he's romantic and creepy. No, no, that lady said, like, he kept showing up where they were. Yeah, because repeatedly. he enjoys the beach. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you have to be so critical on this guy. Except... He's just having a good time at the beach, Kyo Ray. Why do you gotta be such a social justice warrior? Men can enjoy the beach <laughs> too. Beach. I'm pretty sure that lady insinuated that they were being followed by him. <laughs> Hashtag beach too. Anyway, some stuff happens and they decide to drive back and Scar's car is like, let's go 120 miles per hour. She's like, what's not? He's like, I like fast. You said you like fast cars. And then she's like, I never said that. <laughs> Anyways, he drives him over, and then, then there's Michael Shannon and co. As like, I would like, like you to join S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> Michael Shannon steps out of the shadows, and he says, I got a proposition for you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's uh, that's pretty much the episode, yeah. I hope she gets the lead role. <laughs> Yeah, I hope so too. What if it turns out Michael oh, Shannon's drum just... skills? I'm sure she will. <laughs> what if it turns out Michael Shannon's just shy, like uh, looking for people for like a play he's writing. And he thinks the terrorist would make the perfect lead. Yeah, like that's yeah. 
Well, that younger brother was very handsome. He's like, hmm, I need I mean, a, I need the younger brother. He's conventionally attractive. Terrorists are really passionate. I think they make good actors. And the older brother, he has a cerebral quality to him. He could be our big hit. <laughs> a box office blast. Wait, no. Box- <laughs> <laughs> that didn't make any sense. Uh, yeah, so any last thoughts on the little drummer girl? Uh, it's probably good, but, you know. It's I probably know. good. <laughs> I mean, it's... It's taking too long. I mean, it's adapting a book, and it's a very down-to-earth spy thriller, so of course it's gonna have some lead-up. It was taking too long, K.O.R.A. Yeah. Yeah, did you ever watch Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy? I know the answer's no, but... Uh, Why would you ask me that? Swanson? Th- does that also take too long, or...? No. Yes. It's very slow. It's also by the same guy, and it's, but it's a movie, so... Oh, there was a BBC show back in the 70s with Alec Guinness. I will say the director of this and all of the miniseries is the guy who did... Uh, is South Korean director Park Chan-woo, mm-hmm. who, you know, did Old Boy and all those other super violent movies. So maybe someone will die horribly. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm surprised nothing super violent or, like, incredible has happened. Or maybe all the white people will neuter his vision. Who knows? Find out next month. I can't believe only one person died in that explosion. Wait, hold on. Is this a... Uh, more than one person died, I think. I thought it was just the boy that died. No, no, the whole family died except for that one guy. Oh, that's true. Technically, it's all of it's already aired. It aired over Thanksgiving weekend. Oh, I guess you should go check it out then. Yeah. Uh, is that a tune? Is that a recommends there? Yeah, go tune in and tell us if it's good. <laughs> yeah, I'll recommend it too. Kaoran? Uh, well, yeah. Oh. Watch all of it and report <laughs> back with a book report. Keo seems shocked that I asked him the question that I ask at the end of every episode. I, I didn't even know we watched the show, so I'm pretty just confused in general. <laughs> Hold on. Do you think? Yeah. Okay. What did you think we did on this podcast, Keo, right? I thought we were just hanging out, like, with the, some mics in front of us. Well, I mean, yeah, but we also had to, like, watch something beforehand and talk about it. Oof, that's, like, way over my head. <laughs> that's way above his pay grade. Anyway, that's a tune in for the little drummer girl. And uh, that'll about do it for this week's episode of TV Tuners. If you have any questions, quips, comments, foresights, or otherwise, you can email them to us at tvtunerspodcast at gmail.com. What's that email, Kaoran? TV Tune Eors Podcast at G dot com. That's right. You can also find us on Twitter. I'm on Twitter at Jesse Swanson. I'm at Twitter at Stairmaster 2. I'm a Twitter. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm Mr. Twitter. Is that your handle? Q is Jack. Whoa. Yeah, I'm at Jack. Make sure you use the hashtag TV tuners to at Jack. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the, t- the show is also on Twitter at TV Tuners, and you can use the hashtag TV Tuners. And we'll give a glance at what you say. 
And uh, yeah, that'll about do it. We're on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, all the fine podcatchers of your choice. Sleepies.com. Yeah, we're on Sleepies.com, the front page. Uh, or at least we should be. Yeah, if we're, we're not. We're paying a lot of money for this. If we're not, please email them and demand that we will be. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Make sure you subscribe. Give us a review if you're so kind. And that'll be about it. We'll be back next week with more podcasting goodness. Keep watching. Bye. It's over. I. I found him. Fuck.